Hello, friends. Welcome to the Eighth House of Astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore through the lens of the tarot, the healing hidden within the deepest and sometimes the darkest corners of the human experience. at how I communicate how my dynamic with in a relationship um, is so based on the fact that I don't judge or take anything personally that anyone else does I don't automatically assume like it's face it's all face value and I think that is an autism super skill like mm-hmm. that yeah, you too. just you just go okay, they really mean this. They really mean that. And that's why I think I'm, I got burned because Mm -hmm. I just assumed that everybody is forthcoming and honest and says what they mean. And for the reasons they say they mean, (laughs) I know not true at all. And I think you genuinely see that in me and I see it in you. Like there's no playing games. There's no like, and maybe that's what they mean when like-minded neurodivergent people get each other because there's not that preset like oh gosh do I have to be afraid that she's not really Mm -hmm. saying what she's thinking or I mean if I'm being honest I think both of us being neurodivergent I think we have I think I think there are a majority I'm not even sure a majority of neurodivergent thinkers have this same skill i think a lot of us still get stuck in thinking that the way that they're expecting us to be is unfair or the way that you know what i mean like i don't know i think yeah yeah like we have these fears and resentments that we can't break out of and yeah like it's a very human thing to be um worried worried like i'm saying hyper vigilant you know like still even when i text you i'm like oh gosh did i misread that you know like even though I know you're right you but no I didn't but like you know if if I'm afraid that I missed something because I don't read text well yeah you know it's It's just the irony to me is that we're the ones (laughs) we're the ones doing it the right way like the way that everyone should be doing it yeah and yet we convince ourselves that we're some of us convince ourselves that we're the ones that need to adjust anyway it, it pisses me off all the time when I when I think about all the ways I've been burned wronged you know and I'm like I'm the one doing it right yeah and why does nobody get that why why is the expectation for us to learn their way and do it all like I know all these avenues instead of just presenting it like it is and I think honestly when we're talking about the world as we will get to today i mean and we talk about world peace to me you know what we're talking about now this ability to meet someone who's always going to have a not a completely but in some way different perspective on life because no one can have the same view of life it's impossible yeah world view yes and everyone's world view is unique 
And yeah, so it is. we're spending so much time trying to get everyone to believe the same things. I know I, I exhaust you, that you word. Do, you do. That I is know, really but it's so important to me. No, I think that could be um, the running theme of our show together. And so what a great way to, yeah, you know, the last archetype, the, um, so I just want to say the 22 archetypes, the fool's journey, starting with the fool, ending with the world. Sometimes people put the fool last, but as we've done it, the classic, the fool's journey, meeting the 21 archetypes if he's zero yeah I always forget that math so um with that 22 I think it's wild that we've been doing this 22 months wow <laughs> and that we first aired on 2 2 22 yes I mean what the heck yeah so bizarre it's like <laughs> it's full circle it yeah. literally is um and I just Wow, I just have to I had to say that at some yeah. point. I thought the beginning was the best place. <laughs> totally. And I just think it speaks to um because we didn't plan necessarily to oh. have this talk today. We just kind of follow the natural flow yeah. of you the know life cycle. Yeah, you know, um and so I think it just speaks to the tarot as this constant circle you know that we yeah. can jump in and out of whenever yeah. we want to become aware of the interconnectedness yeah. of everything yeah yeah and that, and if any card kind of makes that come to the forefront it's like oh yes the world mm. is like it all comes together it's like that moment that epiphany where things just all align and uh, another weird thing is that, so we had so many tangent tangents that we conceived of. Um, yeah. So just to back up, like, so we came together. I remember it's been a culmination of so many different paths kind of braiding themselves, mm. kind of like that circle, um, mm. you know, like a wreath almost in the world. I mean, it's all very circular. So there was our first conversations. I think we, I was questioning if I was autistic mm -hmm. and you being an occupational therapist, I thought what better person to explore these ideas with. I had just entered a social work program and I kept thinking, gosh, this is so much harder than my studies about death. <laughs> yeah. And that was another tie in is your mediumship and my studies of death and mm -hmm. extraordinary experiences and um and then how we conceived of the tarot was um did I complete I'm so ADDing right now did I complete what I just said about that I was going into a social work program and how it was harder to study life than death that's all mm -hmm. I have to say mm -hmm. so I started realizing these things about myself and studying human development and psychology. Communication too. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. Relating to. Yeah, yes. Science. And so, yeah. And to, to come up, to tie that up, there's going to be a lot of tying up loose ends. 
tying up, closing loops, as my sister says. <laughs> um, there's a lot of loops, lassoing in our family. Um, mm-hmm. So um, the 22, again, one of the tangents was interviews was an idea I had just just to kind of make sense of things like what do we want to do but there were 22 interviewees I mean how weird is that that's bizarre it is it's almost scary this I know Um, two and two and four that's our life path I know I thought of that too and then eight (laughs) Eight, two of us eight house healers also yet eight oh my goodness yeah so oh and the name the name came from um because we both have significant placements astrological placements in the eighth house and then later come to find out the almost premonitory aspect of that is the moon mine is my moon my chart ruler because i'm cancer rising is in the eighth house in aquarius that eighth house is about death and the moon is the mother Mm-hmm. so turns out my sister has it too one of my sisters our middle sister who knew our mom was going to pass away I know that was like probably the weirdest most unse- unexpected um, piece of this because of her being such a force such a fan of our collaboration and um and it almost felt like it was for her in a way. She enjoyed it so much and learned so much and had so much feedback. And mm-hmm. she was kind of the, um, what do you call that? The invisible character or something. Like she know. was just present. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. And even, you know, in the behind the scenes conversations when we weren't, you know, talking super um, candidly about, you know, what was oh yeah kind of going on. Yeah, um, yeah. This whole last year, right. with us just coming out with the fact that she had been sick and and died in July, and then we aired it in August, I believe. But yeah, she was diagnosed on Christmas Eve, wow. so almost a year ago. So it was that whole year of doing these interviews and these um tarot archetypes and discussions like you said with that knowledge behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and how to have the conversations but take out anything in the conversation during editing that was alluding to that because she didn't want that known Mm -hmm. because it changes everything it's 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 such it's it's a world in itself Oh yeah. And, and, um, just reminding us that that last day that I was able to spend time with her, I, I pulled the world card right before oh my I, God. I went and it's still sitting on my coffee table. For some reason, I, I haven't you wanted pulled the to sun for some reason, but you oh, pulled gosh. the world. I, I think it put, I mean, I know. Cause I went, did I go two or three times? Oh yeah. I pulled a card every time. Yeah, you're right. On her birthday, that was the sun. Yes. And then on a few days before she died, it was the world. Yep, it was the world. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. That is. Yeah, and I've gotten it so many times under those circumstances, like end of an era, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
and just knowing when that iteration is complete Mm -hmm. and time to pick up and be the phoenix and start Mm -hmm. over again and do something new and reinvent yourself and but just just to step back a second and the tarot gave us a structure yeah was my I remember that being my sort of suggestion because we had so many great ideas we were like what are we gonna do like how Mm -hmm. will we structure these conversations in a podcast and there was the tarot why not because it sort of like gave us a a launch pad of some sort a philosophy to kind of anchor our conversations exactly yeah and a philosophy too that's not set in stone but that's open to interpretation yeah 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 exactly very lives in that liminal unconscious universal Mm -hmm. energy universal source yeah just to (laughs) yeah just to clarify i think we have come to the decision that this is the stopping point this last episode of the majors the fool's journey Mm -hmm. because it's just it makes sense it does and And i'm so glad that you brought that to my attention because it wouldn't i guess you know my way of seeing things um i'm you know com the common sense isn't something i'm Same here we just well have very different into. common senses <laughs> yes yeah, so i'm so glad that you had that that you were present enough to get that but knowledge i'll be honest i think it was the death of my mom i mean everything just feels like how do i just keep doing the same thing with that not in place anymore that aspect yeah. of my life that relationship so it's like i'm forced to create a new worldview mm-hmm. and honestly the when i study death and dying and bereavement that is the biggest thing that grief is to people is that their world view has been shattered when they lose someone dear to them and then they have to reconstruct it mm-hmm. without the physical <laughs> presence of that person it yeah. exists it still continues and that's why i love this concept of continuing bonds but and you know our show's all about that we weave in and out of that constantly yeah. but i think it has just changed me on a level that like I could not go on pretending to be in the same world anymore yeah so it just I'll have to I gotta read something that was so almost just eerie in our last conversation when we were kind of just exploring the idea of stopping this endeavor um, cause you know, there will be different iterations and we'll certainly, um, it's just that I, like for me, I have to go do my last term of the social master of social work. And I'm going to be very consumed with, um, possibly changing or adding an internship, possibly like my capstone. Um, I think I'm going to do it on the autistic adult and grief. Um, Mm -hmm. how to support that and I'm hoping to like share my own story and then on top of it research how to uh you know best practices and like probably make up 
my own thing. And so I'm just really excited about the new potential, but it has to come from closing loops, you know, of Mm -hmm. coming full cycle, knowing when it needs to, when something needs to die. Oh my gosh. That's... Or it won't grow. <laughs> you know, wow. like you can't just like, oh, la, 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 yeah. drag on and on and on. But so I got this, um, I got this deck from Maggie Stefvater. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, she, she wrote, uh, a four plus books, like one, four and a novelette or, you know, and then based another series on some of the characters I believe but in any case I read the main books um of the raven cycle Mm -hmm. and I found this because I was on some tarot page and somebody was selling their decks and I found the raven's prophecy and of course I had to have it Mm -hmm. I need everything (laughs) raven and crow and it's not the world card, but I pulled when I got it literally when we got off of our session recording. And you know this, I sent this to you, and it just reaffirmed what I was feeling and thinking. And so I'm going to read that passage because it's like even more appropriate than the world itself. And because we're going to go into the suits a little bit, I just want to say um, the numerology is tens are like the little worlds. There are four suits in the four elements in the tarot. And so I got the 10 of wands, which tends to mean the end of that cycle, the end of that life cycle of something. And um, anyway, I will read this from, she wrote the book and created the deck and, and well, the books and created the deck, like does the art. She's like, whoa, like does Mm -hmm. everything. So I got this and it says keywords, 10 of wands, keywords, Burden, responsibility, completion. Well, that was tough. When the Ten of Wands shows up, you've just worked hard to finish something, and now you find yourself looking at the results of that completion. Part of you is delighted. It's satisfying to be done, finally to have finished something you set out to do. But part of you is weary. It was hard work, and now you realize that it's going to take even more work to maintain what you have. (laughs) Celebration is the furthest thing from your mind. The Ten of Wands might be urging you to seek help. More hands make for lighter labor, or in this case, maybe all you need to improve your life is another set of shoulders to help carry the weight of responsibility. It could also be reminding you, and here's where it got important and resonant for me, because I feel like that wasn't really describing how I was feeling about us. Like we were, I was like, no, I don't know what that would be that I, you know, anyway, I, I just, so here's, here's where it is. Cause I feel like creativity is such a part of me mm-hmm. and I know it's part of you and that we, we were partners in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so here's what, it, here's what resonated. 
could also be reminding you that creativity is about beginnings and endings and then beginnings again. Hmm. It can be hard. And coming from a creator, this was just, it really hit me. It was like, it can be hard to let go of something you've worked so hard on for so long. But this card can be a reminder that it's time to let go and start the cycle over again. Hmm. The elk on the card hangs its head with the weight of responsibility. And funny enough, it's got like Christmas lights on its antlers. That's right. I remember that card now. Because it's, you used it, I think, at some point. Well, a- I had just gotten it and I just shared it because I was like, holy crap, this is uh-huh. so relevant. <laughs> um, it's strong enough to bear it if that is what the elk chooses. But just a toss of the head could reignite the world with the fire still burning on its antler tips. When you see the Ten of Wands, you have to decide whether you need to maintain what you've made or begin all over again. Wow. And I don't necessarily think it's saying, like, start that thing over again. Like when people say, like, well, you want to go, would you Would you want to go back if you could? And I'm always like, no, I want to start new, like be, like reinvent myself. And it's almost like this, maybe with my mom's death, it's made me feel like, this strange sense of needing to be like recharged and go forth yeah with this new world view interesting and i wonder how much of that is her energetic yeah. influence yeah yeah um yeah so just so lastly i guess my last loose end on that was when you the world in this completion cycle and stuff, I also started thinking today that it, like if if that is like our main theme that we keep talking about, mostly you keep talking about, is that this connectedness being in relation, um, the peace that can come from, and I'm saying it in my own way to try <laughs> to like connect with what you're saying. Um, I see that as definitely the lover's card. However, I feel like with the world, it becomes a community. Mm. And you know how they say you can't raise a child without a village or um, collaborative or uh, holistic where, um, and and I thought of the universal the young yin, the universal Collective soul or consciousness. Unconscious, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you have any more thoughts on that? Oh, well, not really. Are you um are you saying like yeah, like the collective unconscious or that the collective, yes. That place that the one mind. Yes. If, you I know, feel exists, like that is what the mind that holds all other minds. Yeah. It's, I'm reminded of white because, you know, like all colors go into white in a prism. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say that light is, you know, on the other side, it's this, Mm, it's this pale white light. That is the brightest thing you could imagine. However, still comforting to the eyes. That's what I hear over and over in these near death experiences. And I know it just, it's amazing how it all 
comes together. But then blackness too is like the complete darkness. You know, I've heard so many near-death experiences. I'm talking thousands of them who immediately will find themselves in a dark place, like with with nothing else around except for the feeling of safety and comfort and joy. So I love that blackness you know, darkness is just, at, can be just as Sinead's uh, rememberings, her autobiography. It's fantastic. But towards the end, she says, she's she talks about dying and she talks about her um, Islam, her faith and how it felt like coming home once she came into it and learned about it. And she said in there, their paradise is dark at night. And she's like, I love the night and I love fire. So if there's a heaven that's filled with darkness and fires, I'm, <laughs> I'm all about it. And I just was like, oh, that's so cool. Anyway, so from the Falarco's Tarot, which I love, um, a blue embrace of stratosphere, the anima mundi's pregnant belly the tree of life grows the network of belonging at dawn the raven comes to call on you his gaze palpable the sheen of his coat moist follow his traces to another room look out soar pelicans fly up from the trees above and we have a laughing fit a bird comes out of a book onto a bowl with a map design favorite stone diamond favorite metal copper Eagle, air, water, dancer. Finally, you can admit what it is. Presence of fertility everywhere. Red is coming for you. Oh, red is <laughs> red is for coming to life. <laughs> Let me start over. Red is coming for you. Oh, okay. Red is coming to life. Sacrum, Mars. We live in a world of correspondences. We only think we are alone. All the dreaming has been aligning this new birth. Mm. Um, is there a number associated with Mars? Sorry. To, it's associated it's, with a Tuesday. Um, okay, which just is, because sacrum has traditionally five bones fused together, five to seven, because the the very yeah, end yeah. the coccyx can have like anywhere from three to, from one to three bones but for some reason mars i think i have a tail looks like five to me like oh, so i was just yeah, wondering like what's the that. connection between mars and the sacrum i mean i know red is very much associated with um you know root chakra so safety yeah. security um that kind of thing anyway so then um the world represents wholeness and completion. At the culmination of a long journey, everything has come together in a meaningful and fulfilling way. Each element is in balance with its opposite, and synchronicities have all lined up. You have found your place within the world and have gained a deeper understanding of its influences on you as well as your effects on it. The result is a sense of belonging and purpose. Mm. the axis mundi is a tower or pillar that connects all worlds 
In the world card, it acts as a connector between the micro and the macrocosm. There is a belief that each person is their own axis mundi, and I think this makes sense. This is Jessica Lee Howard, who did Forager's Daughter. Mm -hmm. As I grew up, I watched the world around me very closely. From the smallest insects crawling in the dirt under rocks to an expanse of lake with an endless horizon. In those moments, I became the conduit of experiences and knowledge between those worlds. This is an idea that has followed me into adulthood, that we are infinitely connected to everything around us always. I talk about these near-death experiences, but be only because they are so transformative for people and that definition or understanding of the world card being when things are aligned purpose becomes clear yeah a sense of belonging is realized like yeah. those are all a, a very consistent um interpretations of what it feels like to die yeah um you know as soon as people die they're transformed to this place of just immediate understanding. I mean, for the for the most part, anyway, the majority. I mean, there are some people that experience some scary stuff first. Um, but it just makes yeah, and me how wonder. do we know? I mean, like in my mom's case, hers was very distorted and scary from what she was verbalizing before she right. went inward, and you know, right. But then after. I don't know. I feel like she's ever since she's become aware from that world mm -hmm. view, it feels a little bit like she's kind of soaring, you know, with, Oh yeah. And, um, like, like she has access purpose. to things she didn't. Yeah. Now almost she like can... she has a new sense of purpose and belonging, you know, mm -hmm. almost. Um, this is the dark goddess tarot. And the world is the Aztec mother of creation. I don't want to botch the name. I have no idea how to say it. C-O-A-T-I-C-U-E. Her name means serpent skirt. Mm -hmm. She's the Aztec earth goddess and mother of creation. She's the mother of the gods, the sun, the moon, the stars. She creates life and receives the dead. She's the full circle of initiation and completion. She's one of many for she has four sisters. Oh my gosh. So does my mom. She's hmm. the five fold goddess. There we go with the five again. Hmm. Um, she's the five fold earth with her four directions plus the center axis to make the whole. Oh, that's one thing we forgot. Those four corners. Yes. Um, in the classic card, which are the mm -hmm. fixed points um, representing the fixed signs in each element, mm -hmm. which are Aquarius, Taurus, Scorpio, um, Leo. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> so she's a fivefold goddess. She's the fivefold earth with her four directions plus the center axis to make the whole. The earth is sunlit and moonlit. The earth is mother and murderer. 
The serpent, like the earth, has a dark side and a light side, a creature of the underworld and as bringer of wisdom. Her skirt is many snakes, symbolizing her legendary fertility. She brings forth children as a virgin, either completely on her own or after touching feathers or jade, stones or love charms delivered from magicians of the sun to woo her. Wow. Another tie-in. The magician ties into the tens, the one and the ten. And then if the zero is beside it, it's like the world. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was thinking about that too. Whoa. <laughs> um, her breasts are flabby and hang low from, <laughs> from having nursed her hundreds of children. <laughs> don't don't I feel like that? Do your boobs um, hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie yeah. them in or not? Okay. Absolutely. The goddess is also the grieving mother who sees her children at war and mourns their death. And she is the devourer. Her face is skull-like. Her hands and feet have claws for digging out graves, and she feeds on corpses. The earth gives birth to all that lives, consumes all that dies, and does both insatiably and perpetually. Behind her is the representation of the Aztec calendar stone, showing cycles of time in the color of blood. There's the red again. She's feared because she brings darkness from the underworld to swallow up life. She's beloved because she's the flower-covered earth in spring. Her power is rooted, bountiful, and profound. Her aid is invoked to keep the teeming jungle at bay, while at the same time encouraging crops to grow. She's abundant life, but life that comes with limits, life that comes with the recognition of death. That is so important too. I feel like um, there's within the circle, it's like creating, you know, you know, like that. I think it's in hoodoo or voodoo where they do the, the, the circle, sort of the sacred circle to keep out bad energies from coming into your. Like mandalas? Is this what you mean? Uh, or like a. No, it's like a, it's like made with like, um, I think it's eggshell. It's like a powder and they sprinkle it in a circle in, in witchcraft and classic or like different. Yeah. Salt can be used, I think. Yeah. Like Black practices salt. where it's a circle around you and they do it in four directions and it's to keep out bad energies. So you're protected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just thought of that with two that enclosure you know Mm -hmm. where limits can kind of be liberating yeah well and it to me it speaks to the organic life and physical life yeah you know and we talk about um so are we talking about the world card right now yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i know we're talking about the world card but i'm just saying like it's interesting because I was just yeah. Reading... She chose her for the world. How interesting because it's really reminiscent of Shakti energy, um, mm-hmm. divine mother energy. Well, you also know? this this is the world is also a dancer. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Kali, you know, destruction yes. and dancing, um, in the fire of destruction, um. 
it's but it seems very much more related to material world than I was expecting for the world you know Mm. so when I think of but then there's many about the world I mean the world itself I mean it's what we think of as the earth the planet you know that's the world so and then call you know like the feminine is like the creation energy and so but I'm just wondering about the this physical aspect that red color Mm, that number five right it's like the crux which in tarot tends to be like that pivotal moment that conflict right yeah transition because change is hard i mean you know when we're talking about the world and what we in the last passage you mentioned was a lot of mentioning of belonging like you know and purpose so I don't know. I'm really starting to just spend a lot more time thinking about, I mean, this question of why, like, why do we have to be alive to get to, to, to learn these things, to get these experiences? Like, what's the freaking point of being here? And I just feel like, you know, this whole like earth and heaven thing. And, you know, it seems like we can't have one without the other, you know, it's like, um, there's a lot of, so, so, what is it as above so below in the world right yeah this deck the concept is steeped in the world card itself and so it's the shining tribe tarot and so the world is called shining woman so here, here she is. Mm. Really whimsical art mm. by Rachel. She knows all the stories. She gives shelter to turtles. She opens her arms. She shimmers with laughter. Cool. Mm. The fool flew toward the mountains. Instead of a place, however, his journey ends in his own perfection. He has seemingly changed gender, but both the fool and the world contain male and female. In cultures as different as the Aztecs, the Jains of India, and the medieval Jews, we find the idea of the cosmos as a single perfect being, a goddess or a god, or simply a human. Many myths picture a goddess whose body breaks apart to form all the bits and pieces of existence. In other traditions, the perfect being becomes the ultimate goal of creation. In Kabbalah, the original cosmos broke apart, and now each of us bears the responsibility to restore it to wholeness. And so the world, shining woman, the cosmos restored, follows awakening judgment the traditional name the world implies its truth that each of us contains the universe mm. she dances on one foot her posture recalling the hanged woman she holds out her arms joyously one hand dark 
for unconscious life energy, the other bright for perfect awareness. Her arms bear double-headed snakes, symbol of unified consciousness, and the esoteric idea that matter ascends to consciousness just as consciousness descends to matter. The bird of instinct, which the fool followed as something outside of the self, now appears above the heart. The double spirals on her breasts derive from the path the sun takes through the course of a year. That's another thing. This is like such perfect timing with it. The sun coming back, you know, the solstice. Wow. They also signify evolution and further the many spiritual traditions. The images of myth appear within her body for the cosmos contains the imagination as well as the material. To answer your question, yeah. we see the fish creature of the soul. She does. She does the fixed signs a little differently. Mm. So the normally they're the symbols of those signs we mentioned, but she does the fish creature of the soul, the turtle, slow moving symbol of world's endurance, and we see stone circles and tombs. The form of the bottom recalls both prehistoric stone formations and the Christian cross. In awakening, we saw the illusory opposites of male and female joined together. The world is as a hermaphrodite, having both male and female organs. On the world, shining woman, we see a phallic tree of life rising from the female vulva, which itself joins light and darkness. The androgynous fool suggests potential development in all directions. The hermaphrodite symbolizes fulfillment. This last one, this last paragraph I love. She dances in a void beyond her, beyond the emptiness, pulsing with her own light. We see waves of energy. They fill the four corners of the card. They symbolize the inexpressible mystery beyond even the totality of Shining Woman. Now move your attention away from the woman herself or the energy lines to the white space between them. Notice how the whiteness also forms an image of a dancing figure with its arms out. This blank form may carry the true meaning of perfection. Empty space. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Carol calls her card her da- her world card the dancer. Oh, wonderful! I just to say, so you know, my sister Madeline has been on before. We all know Madeline, and she was born. She's a dancer. She's a professional um, dancer and choreography instructor at mm-hmm. Colorado State. She was born with one hand extended i don't know what the ballet move for it is but that's how she came out oh my gosh and she remembered it like i'm working on my mom's memoirs and i and i saw the uh you know she asked my mom will ask where where were you before you were born to young mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. and she, she said i was just swimming and she said well how did you like it one of us asked her how did you like it when you came out and she goes they almost ripped my arm off 
Oh my gosh, no way. But anyway, they said, they kept commenting, oh my gosh, you have a little dancer here. (laughs) So, yeah. She really is, I mean, in her, it, she just, I don't know, breathes it or something, you know, I mean, I wasn't, when I went and I sang, you know, just a, a little folk song for your mom, your sister, her body just starts moving and expressing that moment through her movements and I just remember thinking oh my goodness like what an artist and how lucky am I to to I don't know just I've never really spent close proximity with someone who expresses their art through that Mm. mean medium so it was really cool to to experience that and to understand it kind of in a new way you know? Well, I'm glad that we touched on her a little bit because when we talk about wands, we, you know, there were so many possible things we could do with further episodes, but it started to be that thing, like the 10 of wands saying, um, Hey, hold up. You know, you don't have to carry the world forever. (laughs) Like, Let's just, yes. Yes. um, Yeah. So anyway, there were so many possibilities and sometimes that can be feel burdensome so I think that's part of you know shaking my my antlers (laughs) yeah I think that's part of one of my one of my greatest challenges I think I'm both really good at letting things go but also not scary scary yeah I yeah anyway um there's a lot to read on this on Carol Bridges um understanding of the world and I thought her her one word meaning for this card was attainment. So maybe we can talk about that in a little bit. Attainment. I guess I interpret that as well. You know, attain attaining your goal. I've I'm I'm here. I've made it, and with that can only come the natural reaction of starting starting again. So. Dancer in the winds of time. Affirmation. The present is my point of power. All light, all love, all energy pass through me now, creating ongoing beauty, balance, and awakening on the path toward infinite bliss. From death, the pause of perfect peace, I'm born I'm born to dance on the top of the world. So again, it's almost like from death it's almost saying that attainment is almost the same thing as death which i think is really interesting and i think ties back to this <laughs> ironic idea that it just might take our physical death for us to realize our cosmic purpose which i think is interesting the card speaks i'm con I am cosmic consciousness, an awareness in the now of the many forces at work on every plane of existence in and beyond this world. In a sense, I am what has been referred to as the new age, when all is in balance and everyone lives in peace and harmony, recognizing their oneness with each other. I am the end of an old cycle and the beginning of a new one. I'm a sign that all have learned to work with nature, using the laws of nature to the benefit of all. 
The streams and rivers flow, turning the river, turning the water wheels. The wind gives its power to the windmills. The sun warms homes and gives light. Each element and being is recognized for its worth and utilized in beneficial ways according to the creator's plan. You are now a co-creator. We talked about that earlier. Taking part in the planetary transformation now taking place. Self and world are one being, breathing one life. Interesting. Interesting that she said self and world. And we spent a little bit of time talking about self. Yeah, the earlier. lovers. Yeah. Yeah. Self and world are one being, breathing one life. You are the dancer holding wands of male and female life force in perfect balance. The polarities within the self have been recognized and brought into a conscious, creative working relationship. There is synthesis, crystallization, perfection, stability, all within the greater flow. You move consciously with the cosmos, understanding your place and time. Just one more paragraph, because why not just finish it? <laughs> Excuse me. All about completion. Yes. <laughs> I dance freely and with power, for I have faced the death of all that flows through me. In other words, I've transcended possession and desire for results. My actions are based on the fullness of the moment rather than on sacrifice for the future hallelujah um <laughs> have a great memory but i'm getting i'm finding myself becoming more skilled at forgetting things and being oh, okay with that my plague is not not being able to forget anything well yeah i don't know i mean who knows um i'm trying i've spent my whole life feeling ashamed of myself for how easy it is sometimes for me to forget and i think right now i'm in a point of my life where i'm really trying to celebrate my default yeah. you know anyway yeah. i therefore live in death it is death as a state of constant peace and surrender to what is thus death is the ultimate balance during life i've united polarities of existence as you approach the understanding of this within yourself the world is yours in earth i am through you our living death like it there is no separation and for that very reason we we die and come back to life every instant and that is presence i guess yes and here comes sarah with that word belief again but i think people's beliefs that they oh, hold on to look up what i was gonna look. <laughs> sorry i thought i decided against it but then now you're bringing up our other theme is about belief so go well, ahead it's, if there's one thing it's that's hard for people to let go of it's that the belief that they have about something is possibly not true or or wrong or whatever and What if like everyone in the whole world just realized that it, there is no answer. There's only just to believe that that is the utility of the belief. And even with 
the doubt that creeps into the belief is the saving thing. It's the practice of the believing itself. And it's fraught with humanness and just for fun. <laughs> can we um, pick yeah, yeah. one card to just kind of sum up the conversation today and maybe just the whole journey in, in itself? Um, I'm going to cut my deck eight times just for fun. Okay. I shuffle six times. That's oh, okay. Fine. And maybe just like one or two sentences on how we feel pulling this card represents whatever it is we want it to about our journey i'll shuffle six and then i'll do the same okay i'm gonna do the same thing i'm gonna shuffle six okay it's not how i normally do things so i'm excited yeah oh this one just fell out at me so here we go i know i was really drawn to one so i did it really unevenly (laughs) this is interesting it is not one that I pull often. Um, two of bowls, two of cups. Oh, that is like the wonderful partnership card. Is it? I thought it might, it must be. I mean, and that's the funny thing. I was like, I was kind of like pulling cards like throughout our conversation just for fun, just to see like what it was saying. And two has come up like at least three times. So speaking to the ability to come together with other Mm -hmm. to create that which is supportive for the all and that's really what we set out to do together beautiful well now i feel like creepy about mine mine's definitely a shadowy card (laughs) (laughs) i got five of waters which is the classic grief card Oh my gosh. But if we put those together, what I think it's saying is that unknowingly we came together as partners to explore beyond the veil and all the, all, you know, what lies beyond. It's incredible. If you think I feel it. like this is, that's the start and this is the end and together they're the world. Wow. I mean, think about though, like Like, this was how we, yeah, this was what became the gift, the lesson, the important thing out of our shared experience. I completely agree. And I think in more ways than one too. Um, And the fact that death and, you know, the eighth house, and it's just such a an interesting topic of ours and that's what brought us to it but little did we know we would be yeah you you know you and me through you were would be working through this understanding of of death and then today with the world death being such an ever present yes such an important in the aspect of letting go being what is necessary for new beginnings wow so it's like i feel that from the cards perspective it's just like um in relation to the world it's saying yes death death is constantly changing you and you have to know how to 
you know, it is fixed. It is inevitable, but it is always flowing. I mean, yeah, with our, yeah, with our changing yeah. experiences. Yeah. I just want to see what she said. This is brand new. This is called Witch Sister Tarot. So you're my witch sister. Yay. Mm, five of waters. There's a wealth of Scottish witch lore connected to storms and wind raising with so many coastal and island communities where survival was dependent on fishing. This is not unsurprising. There are many records of wind raising spells often involving a knotted rag or rope. Oh, that's what that is in the picture. Mm. One example preserved. Oh my gosh. In Isabel, spelled my daughter's same, I-S-O-B-E-L, Gaudi's testimony, I don't know who that is, is this verse, I knock this rag upon this stone to raise the wind in the devil's name. It shall not lie until I please again. Fishermen setting out to sea would also buy knotted charms from local witches with several knots tied in them and instructions to untie one for a gentle wind, two for a stronger, and so on. The winds also had different names and descriptions, including one known as hardship. Wow. A wind to knock the hillhawks, the hillocks out of their places. Fighting our way through a tempest, a desperately struggling to stay upright is an all too melt, too familiar feeling. Life hurls up its icy waves to drench us, and the wind, the wild winds buffet at us with fierce blows. But often the storms that rage hardest for us are those we create within ourselves. Every time we strive to grow and advance, we face the howling gales of our own harshish, harshish <laughs> judgments and fears. The five of waters ask us to walk through the deluge feel it soak and freeze us but then see those clouds being carried away releasing us leaving us cleansed and also does some wild note in our heart exalt in the storm do we wonder if we could harness that power and i'm getting that overwhelming stevie nicks <laughs> i'm always I'm always the storm. Wow. And because you're, you're, so you're reading from the card that you pulled. Is that? Yeah. I got okay. one more sentence. Hold on. Okay. Um, also, also does some wild note in our heart exalt in the storm? Do we wonder if we could harness that power? And in truth, the rain stinging our faces and the wild winds tearing at our hair certainly let us know we are alive. Oh. How beautiful is that? And then just reminding us too of Carol Bridges' description of the world card, Dancer in the Winds of Time. Like, oh my gosh. Wow. Makes me kind of want to read my two of two of cups, um, two of bowls, just yeah, quickly, do it. just to see what hap- what it's telling us. Oh. So it says. The lesson of this card is that you must conceive of love with another. You must imagine friendship before you can have it. 
What do you have to offer another? Can you pay attention to another person? Listening, following their words, feeling their feelings. Can you imagine what it would be like to be that person? Um, just for a moment, think of someone you know. Mock their body position, their facial expressions. Never do this in front of them, of course, because you will always be a poor representation. Well, you do that of if you're their autistic. wholeness, right? Right. Um, but well, not everyone necessarily, but I right. Do. I love that she 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 noted that um, you will always be a poor representation of their wholeness. No one else. That's what I've been. You know, it's like. That's why I think it's just so funny to me that we can't, we, we, we're so fixed in our, what we think about other people when there's, it's literally impossible to see the world from anyone else's point of view, except for ours. So this listening piece, I think, I think that's a big part of what makes our relationship and our creations together so successful. So. Oh, whatever it's not goodbye we're we're still here we're here doing things but i love you i, I love you love too you. thank you so much for this awesome opportunity and um art piece it's a living entity yeah yeah and hey you know who knows when the oh, next we didn't say our email reach Sparkles. out to us seed <laughs> i have no idea what i was gonna say it's a good thing you sorry me i totally <laughs> didn't listen and interrupted you um, we do a lot of that as well yeah, and we totally. get over it because yeah. we're both like that and we understand yeah we can let it go um emails you mean like okay so well there's all of course the eighth house healers at gmail.com yes, that's eighth spell it i'm terrible eight eight well, it's actually the number eight th h-o-u-s-e healers h-e-a-l-e-r-s at gmail.com yes eighth house healers at gmail.com and we would love for you to write us and tell us things and give us feedback and anything you want ask questions because we (laughs) definitely are still here and we're definitely still connected i think it's all about connectivity definitely definitely yeah bye for now okay all right Okay. Goodbye. Oh wait, stop video. <laughs> I'm like, just hit the record button. I don't see it. Oh, there it is.